is an honor to be here once again. Thank you, Andy and Steve. You know, you're blessed with some tremendous leaders here, not just uh, Uri and Amanda, but so many great people, so many great leaders. What a great house to be a part of. You're privileged. Uh, you have to be careful not to take it for granted because you're, you're blessed with something um, very substantial. Um, I have a word I want to share this morning for the next, say, 30 minutes here. Who will give me 30 minutes to share this word? Let me see your hand. 30, 60, 90, we should be done by Wednesday, Thursday-ish, something like that, no, no, I've got a word I want to share on the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I believe God wants to strengthen you uh, with uh, for the time to come. You know, when the apostle Paul, when he would travel to churches that were already established, you know, he would always want to kind of add a little something to the mix of what was already going on. For instance, with the Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, technically they say it was originally written to the Colossians, long story short, but the Ephesians were, were part of that because letters circulated off into different churches and they got a hold of that letter and end up circulating it throughout the whole Roman Empire. But anyway, but to the Ephesians, Colossians, Paul wrote, um, I'm, I'm aware of your love and of your faith but I've been praying for you that God would add to those virtues the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He wanted to strengthen them uh, with something. Uh, perhaps they already had a measure of it, but he wanted to strengthen that thing. To the Thessalonians, Paul said, I'm aware that you are walking in love towards the brethren, uh, but I want to encourage you to do it more and more. And so he had this uh, this desire, even with the Romans, he, he wrote to them and said, I, I long to be with you, that I may impart something to you that you would be established. And so that, that's my heart as well, where I, where I tenerate, I speak in different churches, is to strengthen them with something the Lord has spoken to me, something that God has invested in me. And I believe this morning God wants to strengthen you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Who could use a little more wisdom? And if you didn't raise your hand, that wasn't very wise of you, because <laughs> we all need some wisdom, especially in the times we live in. Amen, amen. Well, before I uh, share this everlasting word here with you this morning, just make a couple quick announcements of my own. Um, last couple of times I've been here, I think we had some ministry, ministry time. La actually, last time I was here, I kind of went over my time allotment a little bit, and so but many people had left, but there's, there's some products I brought back there. If you want to check out what's there, uh, I've got some books. I think there's four, five books back, back there that will be a blessing to you. Um, because you're awesome and you're Freedom Fellowship, I'm going to make you a good, good deal back there. The books normally go for 15, but if you buy the series, there's a four books in a series on Culture Clash. It'll be all four for 40 for you if you want that afterwards. Also, there's some instrumental prayer music back there to bless you. Um, I've got some MP3s of teaching. If you want some of that, you can sign up, and I'll email those to you. Um, also back there, I have some flyers for our upcoming conference. I host an annual Kingdom Culture Conference. We've held it here twice, and twice also in Millersburg. But this year, we're going to Canton, Ohio for the conference. And uh, the theme this year is Revival in the Midst of Ruins. Has anyone ever experienced revival in the midst of your ruins? <laughs> Spiritually, physically, financially, 
Um, I believe that God wants you and I to walk in perpetual revival, regardless of the chaos that's in the world around us. So I believe this is a very important conference, a very, very important theme, and I want to invite you to that. There's flyers at the back there. All the information needs on the flyers, so you can just take one with you. And uh, who's, who's been a part of our conference before? Let me see your hand. Who's been a part of them? We've got a handful of people here. Okay. All right, so you're welcome to come be with us again. It'll be October 26th to 28th. It'll be a Thursday night, pretty much all day Friday and half a day Saturday. So I'd love to see your face in the place. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Amen. Well, I'm going to get my iPad working here. If you give me a second. Uh, there we go. Beautiful. Um, yeah, this last year has been interesting for me. Um, I've not been ministering as much as I have had in previous years in terms of traveling. I've still been going and doing and ministering, but I've been speaking specifically to apostolic regional centers only, strengthening, encouraging them for what God wants to do in their midst, but also what God wants to do through them in the region in which they are established. And so last time I was with you, I was giving voice and validation to the fact that God has called you and is developing you into a strong apostolic regional church for this region. Now, I believe not every church has that mandate. Not every church has that, that mission and that grace and that assignment, but you do. And it's very important to understand um, that God is doing something incredible in your midst. Every time I come here, I'm witnessing growth in different dimensions and ways, and I'm very pleased to see what I see in front of me. Um, but God, God's been doing something very phenomenal. Every church that I've been to thus far, he's, he's really spoken some tremendous things and done some tremendous things to further what God's doing in that apostolic house and in that region. And I believe the same will happen today. I believe after our fellowship, I do want to make mention, after our food and fellowship, um, we'll be doing a school of ministry here. Um, I think you have to sign up for that, so not everybody's invited, but... Uh, Maybe they'll let you squeeze in if you pay your fee at the door. I don't know. But I'm going to be speaking into um, a few more things in more detail, really about um, what it means to be a member and a leader of an apostolic house, and also some things about preparation. I've Honestly, in, my, in the last year, I've been ministering less, and I've been preparing behind the scenes for some things God's put upon me in, in the days ahead for ministry and some, some business things as well. So I believe preparation is important. We're also going to speak into that also in our school of ministry. But I did want to mention that um, God is right on time, isn't he? He's a right on time kind of God. I am so glad this is the third Sunday of the month where you have a fellowship dinner after service. <laughs> that is just beautiful because I love to eat. Amen. And fellowship too. So it's all, it's all good in the hood. Tell your neighbor it is all good in the hood, baby. Now, don't tell them baby if that's not your spouse, but... Uh, it's all good in the hood. All right. So, so some of you might already have my series and culture class. That was a three-book series. I added a fourth to it. Does anybody have that series, all three books? All right. You want your fourth book here? It's free for you, my mother. My brother from another mother. There you go. All right. And oh, one quick thing also, back at the table, there's also something else that's free. There's a school of the apostolic that I did. It's for apostolic churches, believers, and leaders. I'm actually making this free. It's all on my YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, get more. There's actually 32 hours of teaching on there on the apostolic grace and how important it is for the day in which we live. 
So that's actually, you don't pay for that. It's free on my YouTube channel. You can check that out. Or if you want to check us out on Facebook, you can do that too. I think I got like 11 spots left for friends, so I might not accept you as my friend. But you can follow me and, and get some good, uh, good stuff going there as well. All right, well, let's jump into this thing because I only have, you know, about three or four days left of teaching based on what you allotted to me here. So I got to get going here. The last time I was here, I want to kind of add to this here. I began speaking, really, if you remember, this is about a year and a half ago. I uh, began speaking to you last year about the importance of responding to the word of the Lord, responding to spiritual manifestations that God does in our midst, whether that's a prophecy, a dream, a vision, an encounter we have with the Lord. It's, it's important that we steward these things well. You guys remember that? Got a few of you might uh, remember that a little bit. Again, speaking a little bit about you as an apostolic house. Also, I spoke in, in the importance of our words and how they empower angelic activity to further and bring the kingdom of God into manifestation as well. I think it might have been the next day or two afterwards. I think Dutch Sheets had a program and began talking about those same exact things. Yuri mentioned someone shared that with him. But I believe that's something that God is, is emphasizing today. Uh, for apostolic churches that are comprised and, of apostolic believers, led by apostolic leaders, uh, that we understand just how powerful the Word of God is, just how powerful the ministry of the Spirit is, and we don't want to take these things for granted. Now, here, here's something I want to start out by saying. You know, revelation requires a response. Revelation requires a response. Now think of a time perhaps you went to the doctor and he gave you revelation of what's going on with your body. I mean, you had revelation that there was pain. You had revelation something's not right, but your doctor identified that revelation, brought clarity to exactly what's going on. Perhaps he prescribed a treatment, a drug, a surgery, but he might have given, given you some things you need to do at home to take care of that situation. You got some revelation at the doctor's office. What good is that revelation if you don't respond appropriately and do your part to take the medicine, get the surgery, take care of yourself, whatever it might be? So revelation without the proper response at some point becomes useless. You know, Paul, when he prayed for the Ephesians, he prayed that they would have and receive through his words, through the letter that he wrote to them, through his ministry, through his prayers, through the prophetic release that he, that he ministered, his desire was that the Ephesians would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's not one or the other, it's both combined. And it reminds me of something in the Old Testament you all have, I'm sure, heard of this. Um, the sons of Issachar in the Old Testament, First Chronicles 12, verse 32. I want to read this real quick in our hearing here, if you don't mind. Do you, got, you have a Bible in this church? Anybody? We're going to put it up there on the screen, aren't we? That's a beautiful part of technology. First Corinthians, Chronicles, my bad. First Chronicles, chapter number 12, verse 32. Before we read that, though, look a few verses before that. Verse number 23, these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war and came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. 
And you read the next number of verses, it goes through tribe by tribe and gives a description of the gifts, the talents, the abilities of each of these tribes and what they brought to the table and what they were able to contribute to the whole army that was beginning to develop under David. Now, it lists all of these tribes, talks about the sons of Judah, the sons of Simeon, the sons you know, of Benjamin, and it gets all the way down to the sons of Issachar. The reason why it says sons is because you weren't having 80-year-olds signing up for war, right? You had there's those in your 20s and their 30s. You're talking a younger generation that, that had gifts and talents that, that they brought to the table. Now, they all were trained for physical battle, but they all had some specific characteristics about them. When they get to the sons of Issachar, he says something remarkable about these sons of Issachar, these 20s and 30s. He says, the sons of Issachar, verse 32, had understanding of the times or the seasons to know what Israel ought to do. He said, their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. They had a discerning of the times and the seasons and they knew what Israel ought to do. To do, you see this combination of revelation and wisdom in a package deal, right? They had this discernment that gave them revelation of what was going on, but also wisdom to know what they need to do. How many believe in the day in which we live, it's important to know what in the world is going on, to have a discerning of what's taking place? But even more importantly, to know what we need to do because of what's happening. If you remember, go back in the Old Testament a little further, back to Genesis. Uh, Joseph was a man who had this combination of revelation and wisdom. He had a discerning, not just the present time, but of a future time, that there was a famine coming upon the land, right? Right? And there was a wisdom attached to that revelation. And he prepared in advance for what was going to be taking place. Now, this is an interesting prophetic phenomenon. You want to pay attention to this real closely here. Like I said earlier, revelation demands a response. Now, not all revelation has the same response. Some revelation that God gives you, perhaps it's a still small voice you hear in your heart, some, Perhaps it's something you read in the Word, or perhaps another book, or maybe a sermon. Perhaps it's a dream. Perhaps it's a vision. Perhaps it's a prophecy. It doesn't matter how it comes to you. But not all revelation has the same response. It takes wisdom to know the right response to what God reveals to you. For instance, when God revealed to Joseph that there was a famine coming, it was not for the purpose of of praying that famine away. He didn't speak to Joseph and say, I'm, I'm revealing this to you because this is the plan of the enemy, but I want you to gather your intercessors and agree and pray and uh, basically do what Isaiah talks about. You remember the verse, no weapon formed against you will prosper, but then it goes on to say that you will condemn it so it takes a condemning, it takes a revelation of what's happening, of what the enemy's doing, and also a condemning what the enemy is trying to do. But the famine wasn't like that. God was revealing that so that Joseph could take action to prepare for what was coming. 
but at other times, God will reveal the schemes of the enemy so that we can pray and those weapons can be destroyed before they even hit us. Have you ever had a, a, a season in your life and you were endeavoring to do what you felt like God wanted you to do, but you came up against a wall of resistance? And perhaps the first response you had was like a knee-jerk response is going to bind in the devil because, because you immediately assumed that that resistance was the devil. When it could have been, you've stepped out of, uh, into a different season and there was no longer grace for what you had previously had on your life. Have you ever experienced that before? Where initially you're, you're going to binding devils, you're fighting, you're warring against things, but it's not the devil. It's that grace began to lift. And so discerning the season you're in is important. There's grace for the assignment of each season God has for you. Um, other side of the coin, you know, sometimes we might endeavor to do something and, and we, get, we have an offense with God because we think God's not answering my prayers in this area. God's not blessing this endeavor in this area. And, and we think, you know, something's just wrong with other people or something's wrong with God answering our prayers and we don't realize that maybe we have something to do with it. Sometimes that's the case. You know, sometimes we, we forget that we do have an enemy, that, that we need to, like Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's devices. And so if we're endeavoring to do something in a particular season and we're not aware of the devil's devices, we, we, we may not realize it, but that resistance could be from the enemy. And if we don't deal with that, we don't move forward. And so, so there's a response of preparation. Prophetic revelation comes to prepare us for what's coming. There's also a response of um, really preventing what the enemy's trying to do. And then thirdly, there is the response of revelation where we partner with God to bring the will of God into reality in our lives. Does that make sense? So those three, so wisdom will give you the ability to discern between those three responses to revelation God gives you. It's quiet in this Methodist church this morning. Amen. God, but all revelation requires a response. I want you to say that with me. Revelation requires a response. You see, no response renders the revelation useless. God wants us to partner with him. God wants us to reveal things to us. God wants to be a people of discernment, but also of wisdom. And I believe today God is going to strengthen you with a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, it's interesting, Paul actually had faith that when they read the letter written to the Ephesians, that they would actually receive that spirit of wisdom and revelation even as they read his letter. Impartation can take place by reading a book. I remember I was 18 years old. First book I read outside of the Bible was a book by Smith Wigglesworth called Ever Increasing Faith. Anybody read that one? ever-increasing faith. So I'm reading that book. It might have been chapter three or four. Something jumped out of those pages into my spirit and ignited a spirit of faith within me. And I began to see healings and miracles take place not long after that, but there was an impartation just by reading the pages of that book. 
that happens when you, you read the word. You can receive impartation there. Even Ephesians talks about chapter 5. The words that come out of your mouth can impart grace to the hearers. So impartation is not just the laying on of hands, although that is a, a strong measure of that. It can take place by reading and by listening to a sermon. By, by, if your spirit is postured to receive from God, if you are in a, in a mode of receptivity and believing the word, you can receive impartation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation even as I'm talking to you right now. But after we're done speaking, I do want to pray for you, and I do want to lay hands on some of you as well. I believe there's going to be something, keep an eye on the time because we got some food to eat. Amen. All right. Amen. So the revelation requires a response. Joseph prepared for the famine. This is interesting, too. Remember the prophet Agabus in the book of Acts? He prophesied that there's a famine coming. I'm sure there were probably people in the church that began to gather intercessors, began to pray against it. Perhaps they didn't have the wisdom to understand that that revelation wasn't for prevention. It was for preparation. They began to receive offerings and give the money to the churches in Jerusalem, prepare them for that. Um, preparation is so important, right? And, and a key to preparation is having that discerning of the times and having that wisdom to know what you ought to do. I believe every one of you in this room, Every one of you in this room need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. This is not just for leaders of the church. This is not just for, you know, people that we deem to be important people in the body of Christ. This is for every believer. When Paul wrote that in the book of Ephesians here, he, his faith was that everybody that read that book, which is for the entire church to receive that wisdom, because God wants you to discern the seasons of your life. He wants you to discern the seasons in your marriage in your family, in your finances, uh, your business. How many business owners do we have in the room this morning? God wants to give you a greater spirit of wisdom and revelation to know how to overcome challenges and to innovate, to become more productive. I'm telling you, this, this grace, it operated in Solomon. You remember Solomon? You know, God uh, approached him and asked him, what do you want me to do? And he said, you know, you've... You've given me this responsibility to carry out, and that's a great responsibility. I, I need some help. I need your wisdom. Well, God gave him a spirit of wisdom and revelation. He began to, to assess what they had, what they didn't have. He began to give him creative ideas um, and, and the wisdom to know how to make trades and business to acquire wealth and uh, there was a spirit of wisdom or revelation operating there. See, this spirit can, can help you. It's not a demonic spirit. It's just an, a measure of the Holy Spirit's ministry. It can help you to build your marriage, your family, your business. It's not just a church thing. It's not just a ministry thing. So I believe God wants to expand all of you uh, in the wisdom that you carry and how you navigate through transitions how you overcome challenges. We all have challenges that we have to overcome ourselves. Uh, Yuri can't solve every problem for us. Andy can't solve all your problems. Steve can't solve all your problems. We all need this wisdom, this spirit of wisdom and revelation that will help you to overcome challenges in your life and become innovative in your own life to, have, to see greater fruitfulness and productivity because God wants every part of our life to be blessed he wants the kingdom of God to permeate every uh, part 
of our being and, and in your sphere of influence. And this will absolutely help you big time. Even Paul, and this is interesting because Paul, he shared how, how when he would go to a new place, sometimes the Holy Spirit would tell him that there were chains waiting him when he got there. I'm sure he probably wanted to pray persecution away. There were times when God supernaturally protected him. They tried to kill him almost everywhere he went, it seemed like, right? There were times that God answered those prayers, but there was times when God in his sovereignty, for whatever reason, did not. Because he knew he was going to use that persecution to advance his kingdom. This is something we're going to have to tap into for the days ahead. Because we're going to experience greater measures of persecution than we have had in the past. And because we live in America and we are, have been somewhat conditioned to our comfort and convenience, our tendency is to pray anything away that's uncomfortable. Um, but there needs to be a discerning of, of the revelation and the wisdom. How do we respond to what we're experiencing here? You know, we, now, if it's something of demonic resistance... We shouldn't tolerate that, right? We should overcome that to advance the kingdom. But if God in his sovereignty allows persecution, you can't pray away persecution, <laughs> you know? So this is important for the days ahead. I believe we live already in some tumultuous, tumultuous times. Is that how you say that word? We live in some adverse times, but there is a um, good chance some things will be a little more challenging the days ahead. And so now, more than ever, it's so critical that we have this spirit of wisdom and revelation that we function in this on a daily basis. Simply put, and we're going to bring this to a close here in a couple minutes here, when Paul encountered the Lord on the road to Damascus, he had a rude awakening. He had been, of course, persecuting the church up until that point. God got his attention, and Jesus himself you know, was there, and Paul, you know, gets knocked off his horse or donkey or whatever it was, and uh, blinded, you know. Paul asked the Lord two questions. He said, Lord, who are you, and what do you want me to do? Who are you, and what do you want me to do? Now, these are two questions we should be asking God. Every time we hear his voice, Every time we have an encounter with the Lord, you know, who are you? Because every revelation should point to Christ himself. It should cause you to know him better. It should cause you to become more like him, right? It should equip you to a greater dimension to minister to other people. We need to be looking for the connection to the foundation of Christ in every revelation. I mean... How many understand this book is an amazing book? <laughs> every book, every letter, every chapter, every verse, it points to Christ, Christ himself. And so those two questions, we need, we need to have resounding within us. Every time we're in a Bible study, when we're in a time of prayer, every time we hear a sermon, every time we read a book, because revelation requires a response. You know, spiritual hearing is interesting because it fluctuates. You know, if you are, so let's say you commit a sin in particular, 
and your conscience speaks up and says, that's not right. And you know it's not right and you feel bad about it, but you, you keep on committing that same sin over and over again. What's going to happen over time is your conscience is going to slowly erode. The Bible calls it being seared. You know, you begin to lose the sensitivity that you once had to something. It's because the, the, the more that you refuse to respond to the voice of God, the less your hearing becomes. The other side of the coin, the more you respond to the voice of God, walking in wisdom, doing your part, the more you respond, the more sensitive you become to the voice of God. And how many times in our lives did the Lord attempt to speak to us, but yet we were not postured to hear what he wanted to say? And we missed out on provision. We missed out on protection. We missed out on divine opportunities to minister to people. We missed out on overcoming an attack of the enemy because we weren't postured to hear because we were not in a continual lifestyle of responding to the voice of God. Jesus told a parable in closing. Normally I do five closings. I'm only going to do two today. We're going we're to really bring this to a close here. This is my first close. I got one more. Jesus told a parable one time, Matthew chapter 7, you guys will remember this, of the wise man and the foolish man. Jesus said, the wise man is one who heard these sayings of mine and built his house on the rock. The storms came, the winds blew, the the waves crashed, Um, but guess what? His house withstood that storm. The foolish man was one who heard the same sayings of Jesus, and yet he didn't build his house on the rock. He built it on sand. He didn't have that foundation laid. He didn't, he didn't have that preparation for what was coming. And, of course, the winds came, the, the rain fell, the, the waves crashed into that house, and great was the fall of it. What was the difference? The wise man had a spirit of revelation and wisdom. He downloaded what was being said by God, and he responded accordingly. Now, I know I'm kind of tapping back into what I spoke two two years ago here of responding to this, but this wisdom part is so crucial in the days in which we live that we learn to hear the voice of God and immediately obey. Uh, Some of you might have heard of Dr. Paul Youngi Cho, who built a church in South Korea of close to a million members. And one time he was being interviewed, and they asked him, you know, how, how did you do it? How, how are you able to build this massive army of believers, this, this million man and woman church? And he responded with something very, very simple. He said, well, you know what we do? We do two things. We pray and we obey. And the guy looked at him and said, that's it? Yeah, that's that simple. We pray and we obey. Now, you understand, prayer is not just us talking to God. It's God talking to us. It's, it's where we download revelation. But the obey part is where we respond to that revelation and walk in wisdom. I believe every one of you in this room, God wants you to tap into a stronger dimension of the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation. Literally in the days ahead, your life could depend on it. Your life could depend on it. I've been in some scary situations overseas. I'll be going to South Africa in a few weeks here after my conference. Of Some situations, had I not heard the voice of God and responded, I wouldn't be here right now. So I'm saying that this is going to become more critical in the days ahead, that we learn to immediately respond to the voice of God. And there are incredible benefits for doing so. But we miss out on so many things by not doing so. And that's part of the American culture God's breaking us out of, is this com- comfortable Christianity where we you know, do, our, do our service by checking off the box of attending a service and hearing a sermon, and we go home and we forget 90% of what we hear. And, uh, but God, God is wanting us to understand there's, there's a lot on the line here. As an apostolic people, as an apostolic house, God's given you responsibility uh, to bring breakthrough to the region in which you live, and you're doing it. You're doing it, but there's a lot more to come. But guess what? As an apostolic member of this house or a leader of this house, God wants you to be a breakthrough person in your sphere of influence, where you work, where you live, um, the family that you have access to. God wants every single one of you to be a breakthrough person. And in order to achieve that, you have got to have a strong spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that's, that's uh, what I want to share with you right now. And I want to pray for those of you in the room who would like this spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, many of you are already born again. Probably almost all of you are born again in this room. If not, then you can receive Christ today. He's, he's here for you. The uh, vast majority of you, I'm sure, are baptized in the Holy Spirit. You speak in tongues. So when I'm talking about the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I'm not talking about being born again or being baptized in the Spirit. I'm talking about uh, downloading uh, a dimension of the ministry of the Holy Spirit to give you greater access to not just revelation but wisdom to know how to respond to situations in your life that you have to contend with. Warfare that you might have to contend with. Divine opportunities that are presented to you. Because each one of us are on assignment. Now, thank God for the blessing of this house and those that are going to different nations and bringing breakthrough where they go. But understand the missions is not just about going to a foreign country. It's about engaging your life on mission every day of your life. You've got to view yourself as a missionary, as an ambassador for Christ as one who's representing the kingdom everywhere that you go. So I want to pray for you right now. Um, put this away here. If you say, you know what, I'd like some of that right there. I'd, I'd like a stronger dimension of the spirit of wisdom or revelation. Just stand up to your feet where you're at right now. I want you to just lift up your hands where you're at. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your perfect timing, for your perfect ways, for your sons and daughters that are represented in this house right now. I pray that in this moment, there is an impartation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 
that will enable your people from this moment on to step into a greater participation with revelation. A greater participation in prayer, a greater participation in evangelism, a greater participation in expanding your kingdom in the workplace, a greater measure of influence. Some of you are even in the realm of politics uh, or in positions of authority uh, in school systems. Father, I thank you for a greater spirit of wisdom that will enable each person to build their life on the rock of revelation. We decrease stronger marriages. We decrease stronger families. We decree blessing and prosperity to each family represented, each individual. We say businesses prosper in the name of Jesus as a result of this wisdom and revelation that comes from God. Father, we say release it now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to take this one step further. If you are a owner or manager of a business, you know, your position of authority, Solomon's an example of an owner as a king, you know, Joseph would be an example of, of a manager, but in a position of authority. But if you're a, an owner or a manager of a business, I want to pray for you specifically right now in the natural or in the spirit. So if you, if you have a business, if you're a business owner, or if you're in a position of leadership in the house of God, uh, I'd like to pray for you specifically. I believe God's going to do something here very powerful. If, you, if that's you, just go ahead and come on up here. And then I want to say this while you're coming up here. The spirit of wisdom and revelation will work proactively. It'll actually go back in time. And it'll, you'll, you'll connect with visions you've already had. You'll connect with dreams God's already given you, prophetic words he's given you. And God is going to remind you of those things and bring clarity as to what they mean. And he's also going to release wisdom for you to know your part in bringing them to pass. So this will work backwards in time as well if you allow the Holy Spirit to bring things to light. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray for you quickly here. I'm not going to take a labor a whole lot of time because we have a few more minutes before we close here. Just lift up your hands, those of you who are down here. Father, I thank you for every owner, every manager in the natural or in the spirit that right now there is a release of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in a strong dimension to catapult your kingdom, your kingdom to come, but also for it to be released through them, Father, in the days ahead. Give them even right now a greater awareness of your kingdom purpose behind the vision, behind the dream, behind the creative ideas you've given them in the marketplace. That you would enable them not just to produce greater wealth, but to release greater kingdom influence to those they are touching. Father, we thank you for divine opportunities in the name of Jesus for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released on a whole new level, Father. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, oh God. Wisdom and revelation, let it come in the name of Jesus. Let it connect with every God-given vision, every God-given dream in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in this season. Releasing it now in the name of Jesus. Yeah.